My name is Joe, I'm the Dungeon Master of the main campaign, and this is a special one-shot of Advantage. So this one shot was recorded by four of our longest Patreon donors. Daniel Chan ran this game for Kit, Callahan, and Jaren this summer. Uh, my editing of this was the very first time listening to it, and I'm thrilled to be able to publish it on our feed. Uh, enjoy. spiral pillars ascending towards the heavens. Fire rains from the sky. The shroud of dark grows heavier and heavier, obscuring sight until nothing is left. First sight, then sound, then smell, then taste, then touch, all vanish. And with a jolt, the blonde-haired gnome awakes. Shackled to the walls by chains, your wrists cuffed to the stone-cold stone-made wall behind you. A voice from above projects like a boombox. Welcome to the nightmare. You have been given one last fight, one last chance to live. Escape with your life. Or die trying your move. <laughs> and as the voice fades away, all sorts of weapons begin falling from a cavity in the ceiling, and your shackles suddenly come loose, dropping you onto the hard stone floor. You realize that you have been stripped of all your equipment other than your clothes, as the reality of the situation closes down upon you. What is this place? I don't know. I, who are you? Who, who am I? Who are you? My name's Oli. I, uh... Wasn't expecting to be oh. here. Neither was I. I say as I rub my wrists. <coughs> what, 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 what is going on? Um... Who are you two? Like, wh how? Wh what are all these weapons doing here? I don't know, but I, I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth here. 
I'm going to walk over and grab a, a couple of daggers. Okay, you find some daggers in the heap of weapons and uh, you grab like two out of it and they're pretty normal, nothing special. What all am I seeing? If I'm looking at this pile of weapons, what all am I, like what kind of, what can I pick from here? You have swords, spears, staffs, shields. Um, there are some that don't look exactly like weapons. Um, they look like trinkets. Um, you have small bags. Uh, I'm going to pick up uh, a long sword. And then I want to pick up one of these small bags and kind of see what's um, going on with that. I will reach into this pile and grab two sturdy battle axes about my size. Oh, these look good. Those are very tall weapons. What's your point? <laughs> how, does a, uh, how does a gnome go about using one of those, two of those even? Oh, he'll see. Yeah, I'm going to step back and let you, let you show that then. Uh, I didn't mean any disrespect by it. I, I, I'm actually very impressed. I couldn't wield one of those if I tried uh, and spent a few days trying to work out how they work. I mean, this may be the pot calling the kettle black, but you're a little short for those. You know, as a dwarf and all, you, you know, I don't want to call people short, but yeah. While I'm saying this, um, I want to see what's in this bag that I picked up. You said there was bags? <clears throat> you reach into the bag. It's a small, it's not really a bag. It's a small pouch. And you feel this like surge of magical energy from within. You feel as if if you touch the bag, it's channeling some kind of energy for you to for maybe a wizard or a sorcerer to cast magic either of you two know anything about magic uh, make an arcana check so yeah you do know that um magic flows through basically everything but to actually cast spells you need material components and this pouch is probably a focus so it eliminates the need to channel magic through those components but rather allows you to um just cast magic by having it on you oh uh, actually i could really use one of those if there's an extra one ah magic that's mumbo jumbo i'll just hand mine to him because well you know i'm just a I, I just work at the pub. I'm just a bodyguard. I don't know anything about magic. I can swing this longsword, you know, pretty well, but anything past that and uh, any magical stuff, I yeah, I don't mess with that. Oh, well, glad to take it off your hands. Uh, Oli, by the way. You can call me Oli. Yeah, I'm a Tygon, a Tygon Brewguard. Um, if I didn't, I couldn't pick that up. My name's Tolan, but you can call me Thunder. It's what I bring as he flexes. Hey everyone, it's Joe. Thank you to these four heroes and to all of our other patrons who have helped us tell the main story. Their donations have made producing the show possible. Um, turns out this is a very international episode. Uh, I realize that Daniel is in Singapore, Jaren is in Scotland, Kit is in Alberta, Canada, and Callahan is in Colorado, USA. Uh, I'm overjoyed in the realization that Advantage has a global audience. 
We hope that you'll join in in our community uh, through Patreon or on the Darkmoor Podcast Network Discord channel. It's a great group of people. And Daniel has run a number of other games for the general audience, which you could possibly join in on. So Arc 1 is done and we're still releasing content. Uh, in two weeks, you'll finally hear that episode of Disadvantage that Yessie ran for Sarah, Zach, and Steven while I was on my honeymoon this summer. Uh, at some point in the next two or three weeks, we'll record our mailbag episode, so make sure to send us those questions. Um, literally anywhere is fine, just as long as I see it, um, whether that be social media or our email. Finally, ARC 2 will premiere on the first Tuesday of January. Look forward to that. Schedule that in your calendars. All right, and so with all this out of the way up front, enjoy the rest of the show uninterrupted. Thank you. The room is mostly empty. There are a few more shackles on the walls. So you guys are spread out. And between you guys, there are more shackles. Um, but they are empty. And you see that here... Uh, I'm just going to highlight this. Here, you see this wooden kind of old door that's just locked in place. Um, right. Uh... You guys mind if we uh, just try the door? Is there anything else in this pile that you need? There's no armor or anything in the, the pile, is there? Just weapons in the bags? You search through, there are... There's a few pieces of like leather armor. Um, maybe a bit of chain. But there's no like plate mail or anything. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and put on like whatever fits me. So, you know, maybe some chain vest and like some other you know, like helmet or something, just, you know, just in case. You don, like, this chainmail, and it's, and as you don it, um, you can feel the weight, but you still stand strong. Perfect. If there's a bit of leather, I'm going to put that on as well. Um, and I'm, I'm guessing there aren't any uh, thieves' tools about in this, this pile. It's mostly weapons and armor, right? You look through for a bit, and you find that there's a small pouch. Uh, not a small pouch. It's a small rectangular bag. And it's not complete, but it's enough to use. Excellent. Uh, this will get the job done. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and snatch up one of those magical bags too, just to have... I know I handed mine to, to Ollie, but I'm going to go ahead and take one with me as well. Um, you know, never be never be too careful. Um, and then I'm going to go up and open up the door. Or try to open the door. You try to... Okay, how are you trying to open the door? Is there a handle or like a... There are no handles. It's... Okay, so it's basically like... Um, flat wood. There's no handles. Nothing. It's just yeah, one solid... Two solid uh, planks of wood making a door. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock and see if anybody answers. No one answers, but you can hear this faint echo of your knocking come back to you. Very faint. Did y'all hear that? Oh, just let me bust it down and let us get I'm going to step out of the way. I'm going to step to the back of the room. <laughs> with, a, with a loud yell, I run at the door and just try and kick it open. You kick 
the door open and at first it creaks and then it budges and your, your leg kind of goes through you almost fall <laughs> but but the doors swing open just enough for you guys to get through and what you see um very dimly lit by lamps is a passageway how are you guys with uh with darkness oh it doesn't bother me none i haven't been back home in a while but growing up i'd be under you know in the tunnels all the time so it doesn't bother me much i hope you, you don't mind if i uh, uh do a little bit of this and i'm going to just take one of the daggers and cast light on it um so i can treat it a bit like a flashlight uh at least I, I i'd prefer to know what's in front of me you know okay so as you do that um it kind of beams out a bit um and not so concentrated but as makeshift torchlight perfect what can we see now that he's got the um you don't see much um else because as i the corridor it's dimly lit by these sconces and you see that um it leads down to this bend so it's very the temperature is kind of cold it's colder than when you were inside the room but it's not freezing it's just damp cold very uncomfortable oh this reminds me of the sea spray back home. Oh, what's that? You know, the sea spray when you're on the boats. Splashing in your face. Oh, yes, yeah, sea spray. Yes, yeah, to yep, absolutely. I have definitely ridden a lot of boats. <laughs> so, yeah, Tygon's just going to start walking down the co corridor um, slowly. Also slowly going to walk down. I will be bringing up what uh, I'm famous for rear guard uh and just make sure there's nothing creeping behind us lead the way gents i want to peek around this corner before we barrel around it and see what see if i see anything you know, different so what you see is basically this um that the passage keeps going into this kind of opening so it's leading into another corridor and you can just vaguely see like the corners of the corridor as it spreads out I'm going to keep going then. Just keep walking down there. Alright, make a stealth check. That's a 9 with a plus 6 modifier. Yeah, wow. it's a... Okay, it's so... a I, I am paying a lot more attention to what's behind me than uh, uh, watching out for uh, things to trip over. <laughs> uh, I, I, I promise, guys, I'm a lot better at this than normal. You guys... Okay, this is an unfamiliar situation. You're not too sure of what's happening. So when you guys walk, you, you're not paying too much attention to being stealthy. You're just like, where is this? What's, what's going on? And as you approach the corner, the stone wall, if you, are, if you touch it, the stone wall seems to turn cold as ice. And the very air you breathe in starts to become chilly. Soon, wisps of vapor accompany your breath as a cold overtakes all of you. Now this, this I'm not familiar with. You notice 
a bit too late as a shroud of darkness floats into your vision and stops before you. On first glance, it seems like a rag floating in the air, but you can see that at its ends, the shroud tapers off into nothingness. All at once, you feel the joy being drained from you. I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Sorry, a charisma saving throw. To save against Everyone? the Dementors, right? Uh, yeah. Ev everyone within five feet. So, currently, I think that's only Tygon, right? So, I rolled a 13. You shake off the feeling. You can feel your weapon. You grab at it. Do you take it out or... Oh, yeah. I'm holding onto my sword. You grasp your weapon. The wispy figure floats in. I need you all to roll initiative. All right. Here we go. Let me tell you, initiative five. Roll 20 is not treating me well today. Goodness. No, it is not. <laughs> you still managed to roll higher than the Dementor, oh. though. Oh, jeez. Reacting to everything that's happening, there's this wispy figure coming around you. Tolan, you look at this. You are not too sure what it is, actually. What? What's your reaction? What, what are you doing? I stare at it and I just yell are you the reason we're here and i rage and as i do that so it has to take a dexterity saving throw all right makes it <laughs> take 1d6 lightning damage or half on a success it takes no damage i believe i believe half of one is still one. Oh, is it by the rules yeah by the rules half of one is still one electricity sort of sparks from me as I get mad and just shoots from between my axes and zaps it right in the chest. And you see like this lightning bolt shoot and kind of spark as it hits the creature and it just fizzles away. And the creature seems slightly perturbed. Slightly. Okay. So now I'm gonna I'm gonna attack it. Uh, my first attack is uh, twelve. That hits for nine slashing damage. Okay. Plus two for my raging, eleven. As your battle axe goes in through the wispy creature, you feel this weirdness. It's not like cutting into flesh or in like solid matter. It kind of feels like cutting into tar or liquid there's a resistance but it's not as much as you imagine it would be well not enjoying that i'm still going to attack it again with a crit hey first critical 17 damage and again it it doesn't feel like you're cutting through flesh it it's, it's a weird feeling you can't put your finger on it it's like you're cutting through something not exactly solid but not air either disintegrates and then reforms as you cut through it what are ya it doesn't answer it just breathes <sighs> Tygon shaking off that uh, feeling of like melancholy and like dread um, you see as um, Tolan strikes the creature with his battle axes and it 
then you see that there is an effect. What is your course of action? So I'm going to look at Tolan first. And um, Thunder makes a lot more sense now. Um, you know, after being so sh- shocked, pun, pun intended, by the lightning um, display we just got. And then I'm just going to turn around and swing my longsword at the uh, at the, the Dementor in front of me. If, you know, if that's what we're calling it. It is indeed a Dementor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yes, I, I, I made it such that, uh, as always, we have a reason for J.K. Rowling to sue us. To yes. sue us, <laughs> yes. us J.K. Rowling. Um, so yeah, I rolled an 18. Um, it hits, yep. Okay. Um, so your longsword kind of... I do actually, I do an yes. extra two damage because I'm not using um, the, my the duelist archetype. So it's going to be six, I think. I don't think I can put that in there. And then I get, I'm going to attack it again as well right after that. Just kind of like a like a left, right kind of. That definitely hits. Cool. So that'll be seven. So yeah, just a, like a quick left, right, just. So you, you kind of like swing your sword in a half-controlled, half-wild fashion. You have This thing is just like appearing in front of you. And um, it cuts... And you feel the same thing Tolan did, that you're not cutting through something exactly solid. It's this weird jelly-ish, tarish kind of feeling. Like you're cutting through a viscous liquid. Auric, as you see your companions just do damage onto this wispy weird thing that's hanging over there. What do you do? As you see this well, unfold. The f- first thing I'm going to do is back up. There's no reason to be this close to this thing. Uh, I, I can't say that I like ghosts, but I can definitely say that I definitely uh, uh, don't want to be around them. Uh, so I'm going to back up a little bit uh, and cast uh, one of my cantrips called Toll the Dead. Uh, Toll the Dead. Do a little flavor text here. I'm going to point at a creature, in this case... The, the g- g- ghost uh, that I see within range and the sound of a bell fills the air around for a moment. Uh, this target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw. Um, and since it already has taken some damage, if it fails, it will uh, be hit with uh, 2d12 necrotic damage. Probably one of my favorite cantrips. It's super cool. Loud ringing bell Cast out, and the, the DC was a 15. Seven damage. Okay, as uh, you hear this loud toll echo through the hall, the stone walls, and just... And you see as the creature turns towards you, and its one eye stares at you. Excellent. And it seems I will spend the entirely... Of movement. The rest of my movement getting as far away as possible. <laughs> and it seems entirely unfazed. Oh, I won't do that again, guys. It watches as you leave. And then seeing that you are far away, it turns back to Tygon. And I need Tygon to make a DC... F- f- uh, a constitution saving throw, sorry. You, you feel as if, like, your soul is being sucked out of you as, like, and you feel weaker 
as you feel as this thing starts to drain essence from you and that is seven hit point damage yeah so f- until you you take a long rest your hit points are down by seven my, my maximum is down by seven your maximum is down by seven colon it is you are up and you i need you to make a charisma saving throw charisma the nightmares start to come over you and you feel any sense of joy start to drain from you and your worst memories of your past begin to haunt you and you cannot move you feel incapacitated by this horrendous feeling do, do I need to make the charisma throw as well? Yes. You shake it off, um, these bad memories, and um, you you stare this thing that has just tried to suck the life out of you, literally, and um, gripping onto your longsword. Hey guys, can we kill this thing? It's starting to freak me out. I'm all for that. Hey Thunder, can you, uh, can you shock this thing again? No, no. Not the Kraken. Not the Kraken again. What the hell's the Kraken? Um, what, what? Dude, we're in a tunnel. There's no Kraken. So did uh, Thunder's turn get skipped, essentially, because of the... Yeah. He's, he's incapacitated, so he can't take any actions or movement. I'm going to take two more swings at this, at this thing. Fortunately, as a fighter, that's pretty much all I've got. As you uh, swing into the creature, your first strike lands. And then when you come back, it just kind of fades as your blade just passes through and then it recombines. So I will take the nine, since that was the first one. Um, plus the two for the duelist uh, archetypes, that's going to be 11. Okay, so is that that's, everything? Yeah, I'm going to look back at uh, Ollie and just kind of give him like a what, what's going on look. I'm giving him a big thumbs up. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, got from, it! From in the you very got back it, of the tunnel, I'm getting a thumbs up. Yes, uh, <laughs> you see this great thumbs up from uh, Auric. And uh, Auric, as you give this thumbs up, you see that things aren't exactly going very well. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll we'll have to do it this way then. Chew. Uh, uh, and I am going to uh, use. Let's see what is its technical name? Channel Divinity. We are going oh. to just scare the living bejesus out of this thing. We will channel divinity, and I'm not sure if that this level I have destroy undead, but I certainly can turn the the, the, the heck out of them. Is this your uh, Patronus? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's the best way to think of it. What is your Patronus? Well, I mean, you don't get to pick your Patronus. So, uh, DM, what is my Patronus? My my wonderful, wonderful Patronus. <laughs> your Patronus is a mighty lion. <laughs> there it is. That definitely is much, much in, in the vein of me hiding by the corner. <laughs> yes, I love it. Uh, what does that do mechanically? Each undead that can hear or see you within 30 feet must make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, if it fails its saving throw, it's turned for one minute or until it takes any damage. Uh, a creature must spend its turn trying to move as far away from me as I can and can't willingly move into a space within 30 feet of me. It also can't take reactions. That is uh, 20. 
Oh yeah, it definitely passed that. Um, so I will now be going behind the corner uh, and just poking my head out. Did it work, guys? As you channel this um, silver light that goes from you into this form of a roaring lion, it kind of collides with the creature and the creature stumbles back slightly and then just uses its one eye to stare at you as you go across the corner. <laughs> the creature looks at the very much paralyzed um, Tolan and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, 15. Yeah, you shake off. Uh, even even though you're like trapped in your bad memories, you shake it off like this um, soul-sucking feeling um, and you break out of this um, nightmarish vision and in front of you again around you is the stone and in front of you is the creature your uh, your turn I will scream out for the Kraken <laughs> and I am going to attack recklessly I get advantage on melee attack rolls but also have advantage on attacks against me I am also, at the same time, using my aura to roll some lightning damage as I attack. Dexterity saving throw, please. That is a 17. This is a very dexterous uh, Dementor. <laughs> right? It's just like... Whoosh, whoosh. Right? 15 to hit. That hits. 11 damage. Okay. And swinging with the other one. Uh, that, that That's not hit. Damn. Reckless flailing. I swing with my first one and my second one hits a wall. You kind of like Rah! and um your your axe just goes through and then knocks into the wall as you come back for the second hit. And uh Tygon, you see this um crazed flurry of blows from Tolan and uh the thing is still standing, but it seems a lot weaker than you started off with. Bless. Yeah, Tygon, you know, he's got that brood guard name for a reason. You know, he's the literally the bodyguard or the bouncer at a, at a bar. So he's just going to have to swing at, thing, swing at the thing again. He doesn't have much else to do with it. So I'm going to make both of my attacks. All right. Um, the first one hits, the second one doesn't. All right, six slashing. And your blade just passes through. Uh, not passes through, but chops through the creature and Auric yes uh, hiding behind the corner uh, heroically hiding but yes yes heroically hiding behind the corner uh, what, what do you do like what how do you react to this thing uh, this time we're gonna go with uh, one that probably is gonna work uh, we're gonna we're gonna point at it and cast sacred flame this one is a a dex uh, 15 save. Some nice, we'll call them blue, flame-like radiance descends hopefully on top of the creature. Uh, target has to succeed that or he'll be hit with 2d8 radiant damage this time. Um, on a success, um, half or? Nope, it's cantrip, so zero. <laughs> <laughs> this, f this fire just like lights onto the thing. 
and then dissipates because like you're like summoning your courage as you hide behind the corner <laughs> and you're and somewhere in in the heavens of arcadia your god is just like what the heck are you doing oh man trickster god is so happy with me today let me tell you the dementor looks at tolan it looks at tygon and it retreats slowly and both of you have an opportunity attack and Tolan, uh, you, you try to swing and it just doesn't, it just almost barely crosses the creature. And Tygon, your, your sword slices, it slices and it hits just as it fades through the walls. And then you feel the air around you become slightly warmer not warm but not freezing all right we got him i i don't think we got him i don't know he's he's not definitely not here anymore but yeah i i, I don't know like he just kind of disappeared oh uh that's concerning uh we did our best but uh i don't want to see him again i've got i've got a feeling that's not the last we're gonna see unfortunately I'm sure. I think I think that's it. I think he's definitely not coming back. We, we scared him away. Don't worry. I'm intimidating. You sure? You sure scared him off? Yeah, there. behind the corner. You sure scared Good. him off. That's what I was. As he didn't know where I was. Could have been anywhere. What What are we seeing through the rest of this hallway now that the inventor is gone? Yeah. So as you come out of the corner, you see that the passage just it splits into two. So there's a right path and a left path. And for all you can see, it kind of looks the same either way. Um, and again, sconces light up the walls just very dimly. Um, enough to see maybe like um, five, ten feet in front of you. Didn't have, have dark vision. I think I do have dark vision. And uh, yeah, so that is what you see. Um, just a lot more stone walls sconces and the path seeming to diverge all right guys left or right you go north i go south left is right and right is wrong i like his answer better how about you take point this time maybe maybe your magic will be a little better if you're closer to him um all right i can do that i'll i'll, I'll be brave um i will proceed to walk as slowly as i can um we're right behind you and head north. Okay. So you guys head um, to basically your left. And I need you guys to make a stealth check. Ah, my wee little legs are finally quiet. And as you kind of get the grasp of the situation, you feel that you can kind of make yourself slightly more stealthy. And as you turn the corner, you see more of stone walls and you see this small indent into the wall, like a small corridor 
very tiny it's so previously you guys had like two people's m- and more worth of space between the walls now it's just like this narrow corridor Ooh. like yeah in front of you is still a normal passageway but to this side it's just this long narrow 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 corridor ah this is more than enough space for a gnome and it is there is only one sconce at the far end of it so in the middle it's kind of like dark and at the bottom of that sconce just right below it make a perception check so Tygon you don't really see much you see the light and then you see maybe something maybe below it too busy looking at the back of Ollie's head because I'm making sure he's in front of me this time yes and uh, Tolan you kind of glimpse like this you can't tell but it seems like there's something there but Auric, you see quite clearly a small piece of paper right below the sconce. Ooh, uh, so how brave are we feeling today, guys? Ah, pretty brave. Shall I go get it for ya? One, one second. Let me just make sure. Uh, and I am going to reach out my hands in that general direction, and uh, would you say the total distance for that is about 120 feet? Or or a little less than that? It is definitely less than that. Perfect. I'm going to be casting Find Traps. Ooh. I will uh, just think deep and sense the presence of any trap within range, um, and that is also within line of sight. Uh, a trap for this purpose is uh, any uh, includes anything that would inflict sudden or unexpected effect that I would consider harmful or undesirable, which is most things. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. Uh, yeah. So, uh, thus, the spell would sense any area affected by an alarm spell or a glyph awarding. Uh, or a mechanical trap pit, but would not the, reveal the nature of the weakness in the floor or an unstable ce- ceiling. Um, it just will tell me that a trap is present. I don't learn the location of each trap, but I do learn the general nature of the danger posed by the trap, uh, in a sense. Okay. Nothing. Oh, well... You, refi- you sense nothing. Yeah, we're fine. Go ahead. That was your spell. I'm going to let you go ahead. I'm going to wait back here. I walk between his legs to the end of the hallway. You pick up... In front of you is this small note. And it's... It it looks like it's been there for a while. It's kind of torn. Kind of soggy. But it's there. What does it say? Thunder, what does it say? This is apparently a test. Never liked test I didn't get to study, guy. I'm with you. Uh, do you bring back the note? I do. Okay, and all of you see, written on it, is the words, "All that you see, is but a test." 
I don't know if that makes me feel better or worse. I hate tests. Working at the pub doesn't require much of an education, so... Neither does sailing. So, are you guys going forward? Or... Absolutely. Yeah, let's keep going down there. And as you keep... As you, as you near the corner, you feel the air starting to get chilly again. Oh, I'm backing up. <laughs> I need you to make... Or make stealth checks with advantage. Hey. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no difference. Thank God you had advantage. For real. You see a wispy black shroud flitters across your vision. And again, you feel the joy being sucked straight out of your soul as it does. And then it moves away. And you realize that for a second there, you probably forgot to breathe. And as the Dementor starts to go towards the opposite direction of you guys and the corridor as it floats back this way. And around the corner and gone. I'm gonna start following it. You guys might have been right. It came back. And as you as you pass by, um the you see that there's another path leading out of this corridor. This like almost like circular kind of corridor. So follow the Dementor or check out where this goes. I'm just gonna go, I'm just gonna go ahead and take the other path because I, I really don't wanna. But these axes, they sing for battle. We'll, we'll find something else to fight. Okay. I'm sure this is. I'm sure the Dementor is not alone. Yeah, we can come back. Yeah, if we can. We can. I we can take it. We can come back after we're, we're out of here. I I I promise. Do I need to make a deception check or? Uh... <laughs> I'm keeping my eye on you, Tolly. <laughs> Alright, and as you go down, um, it all looks the same. Stone, stone walls, stone floor, stone ceiling, stone everything. What kind of stone? Can I do an investigation check? You can. Too bad I'm proficient with brewer's tools and cooking utensils and not mason stuff. <laughs> Is that, would you say intelligence probably? Uh, you can make an investigation check or a nature check, you know. You are not... You've been away from home a bit too long to figure out what kind of stone this is. Yeah, guys. It's definitely rock. Good. And good. I'm definitely holding an axe. Also okay. good. <laughs> I feel very confident. Very confident in all of our skills. Yeah, let's keep moving. You reached this very dark room. The sconces fade. They're light fading. And all you see is darkness as you step in. Is the, the light that I'm casting from my dagger just kind of fading its, itself as well? Or, or are we getting any illumination from that? It goes like five feet. And then as if it hits something solid, it just disappears. Like, cuts. Oh boy. Uh... You got any of your fancy magic tricks that can uh, show us what's going on here? I, um, don't, uh, think so, um, but, uh, I believe in you, 
Uh, you can see in the dark, right? Not not this. This is definitely not anything I've seen before. All right. All right. Hey, hey, Thunder, I bet there's something to fight if you step in. Uh, there it probably is. I step in. <laughs> yes, and as Tolan, uh, Leroy Jenkins into the room. Do you guys follow? Behind. Um, behind actually, for sure. Oh, yeah, 100% behind. I'm actually also on my way walking, uh, having a bit of inspiration. Um, and I'll cast the third level spell, Dispel Magic. Uh, so it's instantaneous of a range of 120 feet. Uh, I can choose one creature, object, or magical effect within range. Any spell of third or lower, and it will end. Uh, for anything fourth or higher, I'll have to make an ability check. The whole room illuminates. And as you enter the room, the ground itself quivers beneath you, shaking almost as if an earthquake. In In the deep darkness that has faded now, you can smell this whiff of putridness, this sulfurous stench of rotten eggs. And as the darkness gives way to flashes of light, you see silhouetted a huge figure before you, even from this distance, and as the light stabilizes, the form of this grotesque creature is imprinted into your eyes. Pincers like crabs and bluish skin towering at perhaps 12 feet stands a demonic creature, fanged mouth, twisted into halfway between a smile and a snarl. Its piercing eyes staring straight into you. The door behind you slams shut before you can react as the Glabrezru takes one step towards your party. You see pillars on the four corners of the room slightly glowing this faint light behind the creature. This bluish glow Roll initiative. Yes. Uh, guys, if I turn off the light, is it going to go away? Uh, I don't think that's how that works. I don't think so either. Auric, you are the first to react to this uh, thing <laughs> that is just right in front of you. This awful thing? Uh, I'll be casting spiritual weapon. Uh, it will be uh, just a, a long, sharp, pointed dagger of blue force. Uh, and I'm going to cast it to be uh, right next to that son of a gun. All right, so as a bonus action, I can move it uh, and uh, make an attack. Uh, and Okay, so make an attack roll. As so I rolled a 19. It hits... Excellent, excellent. My my small, large, blue dagger is going to also deal... uh, It's going to deal uh, 6 plus... uh, Actually, I don't know if it does my my wisdom modifier, so right now we'll call it 6 damage. This glowing blue apparition of a blade cuts into the demon as it kind of shrugs it off forcefully. And you see that the demon is not particularly pleased at you. But at the same time that it gets hit, 
I need you guys to make a perception check. Tygon, you are so afraid of the demon that you reverse perceive. You're like introspecting. <laughs> alright, alright, you don't you don't quite see it. You see something, you feel like you saw something, but you're not too sure what it is. But Tolan, you see that the moment that the demon gets hit, the four pillars flash. Like this really fast flash of light and then back to normal and you hear this echoing this very soft whisper uh, coming from somewhere on you guys all that you see is a test did you see that laddies uh no I had my eyes closed uh, yep uh, dagger so- stuck him right in the side saw it plain as day yeah good fight Tygon, um, introspecting, what is your course of action? I'm going to move towards these pillars, one of these, the pillar to our left. Okay. I've got a speed of 25, so so I'll just move halfway. Yeah, halfway, okay. yeah. You, you move until about here. Just going to stay as close to the wall as I can and keep this thing in my line of sight, and then that's probably going to be it. Okay. Tolan, seeing everything that's going on, Charge for battle. What do you do? I'm gonna yell. I'm gonna let out a large roar. This one's mine. Take it. Go into a rage. (laughs) Electricity crackles through my eyes. I've got this one. You take the pillars. I will take a dexterity saving throw from him, please. That is a 12. Or lightning damage. As you move towards the huge demon um, doing a Leroy Jenkins style roar. Um, lightning crackles from your eyes as you charge into it and that lightning strikes the body of the demon and again the pillars flash slightly. And I will make two attacks though a 10 and a 12. That neither of those hit. It is the Glabrezu's turn. Great. I don't like the name of that. And it looks at you and grins in this ghastly fashion. Takes its pincer and grabs at you as it makes one attack. Yeah, that hits. And then it takes its other pincer and slams it down on you. So that is... 12 bludgeoning damage and you need to make is grapple a strength check or strength saving throw i think it's strength check uh strength check to escape okay but i'm assuming that'd be on my turn yes auric um watching this unfold watching tolan leroy jenkins into the battle what do you do (laughs) your your floating spiritual weapon is still there Yes, I'm going to to bravely take zero steps forward <laughs> and cast one more time. We're going to channel divinity, all of my holiness, uh, which is a lot, uh, and in, invoke duplicity. So I am going to make a second version of myself directly behind 
my good friend Thunder. My good acquaintance Thunder. <laughs> All right. That is going to be an action. So with my bonus action, I will be attacking with uh, the the blue dagger again. Excellent. A 23. That hits. That hits. <laughs> See? Uh, spells work sometimes. Uh, and that's going to be... Oh, nope. That was 2d8. Let's roll one. I think six. Perfect. Six. Six plus four is ten. Ten damage. As your spiritual weapon collides with the body of the demon, the pillar's flesh, and this time, Taigon, you see in full view the f- just that flicker of light. And it is your turn. So I want to get closer to this pillar. Can I ro- like, investig- roll investigation to see what's what this pillar exactly looks like? Uh, okay, you can see what the pillar looks like. It's basically this tall pillar going all the way to, uh, almost all the way to the ceiling. It's not at the ceiling, but, and it's kind of ornately decorated. And, uh, you feel this, the same feeling that you get, got from the pouch before, just radiating from this pillar. I I just want to see what it does when it flashes, like, closer up. I'm just going to channel all my good faith at Thunder over there to hit this thing so that when he hits it, I want to see what this flash looks like closer up. Okay, so you prepare for the flash. Is that is that your turn? I, yeah, but all, all, all of the emotional support is going to Thunder to swing at this thing. Dolan, you feel this intense <laughs> you got this, man. emotional support <laughs> from, from uh, Taigun. Hit it out of the park. And... Uh, you feel this charge, this sense of strength, and it's your turn. I let out another roar, causing the static charge in my body to shoot out another bolt of electricity, and he has to take another dexterity saving throw. That is a 16. Okay, that makes it. What lightning damage? That's right, one <laughs> more. Crackles. It crackles, um, and this time the light's very, very faint. That flash is very, very faint. And then I bring my axes down on him for a 15 and a 24. The second one hits. 10 damage. Your weapon just slices. This time, it feels like flesh. You're cutting into flesh because it slices into the flesh of the demon as it roars out. And at that moment, all four pillars flash and Tygon. What you see is that the moment this flash... It's not just light. There are symbols that are appearing around the pillars. Kid, do I understand? Like, are they in a language I, I would know? Or make an Arcana check. My Arcana is real weak. That belief is a two-way street. It's it's heading right back to you. In your experience, uh, as a bodyguard, you have not seen these symbols before. You, you're not too sure what they are, but you have it jotted down in memory now that you've seen them. Okay. I, I would say that you have a reaction to the light if you would like to do anything with that reaction because you technically prepared something. I'm going to yell at the other two, hey, you guys need to try to check these pillars out and see what these symbols mean. I'll distract the On thing it. while you guys check that out. Move away from the demon. Perfect. You sound a little too excited. And 
it is again the Gabrezu's turn and it grabs at that clone of Auric and it attempts a pincer attack it is a 14 yeah that would normally hit me if that th if whatever you that thing is uh takes any damage uh it has just taken 19 I think you just know it's an illusion. Uh, the Gerberzu just looks at the thing uh, as it as it pin, as its pincer fades through and just stares at you, glares at the real you. I'll wave. It frowns and casts power word stun. Oh, that's that's gonna be effective. Yes. Yeah, so power word stun. You speak a word of power that can overwhelm the mind of one creature you can see within range, leaving it dumbfounded. If the target has 150, 150 points, hit points or fewer, it is stunned. Otherwise, the spell has no effect. The stunned target must make a constitution saving throw at the end of each of its turns. On a successful save, this stunning effect ends. I... Just looking in awe of this horrible monster, and uh, surprisingly, have just lost my nerve and and <laughs> just a bit consumed with fear. Surprising. at the moment, <laughs> yes. Surprisingly, I'm also looking up whether or not uh, invoke duplicity disappears when it's hit. So I'll let you know on that shortly. So incapacitation, you can't take actions or reactions. But I can take bonus actions. No, <laughs> like when they okay, say actions, cool. they just mean everything. <laughs> yeah. It was a good try. It was a good try. That's uh, all right. <laughs> it was still. It, it was going to be stabbed if it, if I could still take bonus actions. But I I will just be making saves for hopefully just one round. Yes, because it is your turn. So excellent. Make a constitution Let's make that save. Yes, make that Got save. It. Indeed. So a ten. A ten does not succeed. You are still stunned. Excellent. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Taigon, you see as uh, Auric is very much not... Well, he's more stunned than usual. <laughs> <laughs> How far am I from the demon? 40 feet. Okay. I guess I'm going to move 25 feet towards the demon. About there, I suppose. And then that's probably going to... Because I'm too far to attack it with my longsword. Yeah, I'm going to distract the demon. You guys check out these pillars because I don't know what these symbols mean. Okay. And uh, Tolan, you hear this message coming from um, Tygon. You see that this spectral image of Auric has basically paused, like frozen, and the demon seemingly casting a spell. I'm far too enraged to do anything other than hit it. Do what you do best. I'm going to continue to hit it uh, since I'm even angrier because all of a sudden my buddy beside me isn't doing anything i'm gonna attack even more recklessly yes first of all i'll get another deck saving throw yes as lightning shoots off my body that is a six <laughs> that fails so that's nine lightning damage and then 20 hits on the first hit 18 on the second uh hits 
12, 13 damage plus another 10 damage. 32. 32 damage, okay. Ooh. So you go ham on this demon and just, just bah, bah, and the lightning strikes Bruh. from your body and, and as the demon incurs this heavy amount of damage, Tygon, you see in the dis in the corner, the left corner, this pillar crack as this long crack goes from the bottom to the top and just and since that is the I take that is the end of your turn the Grabezu is going to attack enraged very much by your attack it is going to pummel you with its pincers Ooh. so that is a 13 a 26 and 10 to hit uh, the twenty six hits me if you're attack if that's who if I'm we are attacking. Okay, so yeah, uh, so yes, um, I the Glabrezu attacks, to uh Tolan, and just pummels you, tries to pummel you with its fist. It misses first, um, probably reeling from the pain a bit, and then its second hit strikes you, uh, into your uh, shoulder as you feel this blunt force just hit onto your arm and you take six bludgeoning damage and as it tries to go in for the next strike it just swings and misses i let out a triumphant roar <laughs> and you just roar and it roars back at you and auric please make a constitution saving throw yeah i let out a meek uh... <laughs> <laughs> At a 13 this time. That does not pass. Uh, you are still very much stunned. Alright, we're good. <laughs> and Tygon, it is your turn. Okay, so I'm going to move close the difference, the distance. And then I'm actually going to use um, one of my Battlemaster maneuvers. Commander's Strike. And so this says, when... You take the attack action on your turn, you can forego one of your attacks and use the bonus action to direct one of your companions to strike. And when you do so, choose a friendly creature you can see her here and expend one of my superiority dice. So I have five. So it puts me down to four. So Thunder can immediately use its reaction to make one weapon attack, adding the superiority die to that attack's damage roll. I'm going to get to attack and then... Our little gnome barbarian friend is going to get to attack as well. Uh, I need you guys to make attack rules. And if if your attack hits, you get to add. I think it's one d10. Let me make sure. That hits. Tygon, your strike doesn't hit, but your your ability to command combat comes out. And as you get uh, Tolan to maneuver and strike the beast, the demon. He goes in for it, and his axe lands a clean blow into the flesh of the demon. And you watch as the right corner cracks, and you hear this as the pillar just has this huge crack go through it. But whatever we're doing is working, so just keep swinging, guys. And Tolan, it is your turn. 
I just realized I've not been doing my strength to try to get out of this grapple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to do that right quick. Okay. This is a 14. Let's say it succeeds. Okay, so I did it. Do a deck save for me, please. There's a four. Yes! Or seven lightning damage, and I don't think I can attack. The demon looks at you. Uh, Tolan looks at you. Tygon doesn't really look at you, Auric. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> Die! And you see this magic rune form under its feet. Oh no. And I'm going to roll on a table. Oh no, I don't like tables. Yeah, it's a, is it like a good table? Oh no! No, it's not a good table. Because <laughs> as it does, this creature rise, starts to uh, fade into existence behind it. And you see this hideous, even more hideous creature rise up from the ground beneath it. <laughs> as the Hezro appears to its summoner and Auric you watch uh still stunned uh and I need you to make a constitution saving throw <laughs> I, I think I've more stunned than before with with advantage because you are okay, just like well the your, your, first your, roll was a 19 your survival instincts are <laughs> kicking in perfect a, a 19 and a 17 <laughs> yeah so uh, it passes because the sight of this second demon just gets snaps you straight out of it. Oh boy. Uh, and the door is definitely still closed. The door is definitely still closed. Excellent. I think that is my turn. Tygon, you watch as the demon shouts this word of die and behind him this another being another creature fades into existence and it smells horrible what do you do i'm gonna look the demon right back in the eyes and yell die and swing at it twice like i'm not going down this easy and do the same the similar i'm afraid that that does not hit neither of those hit Okay. And fear grips you as your strikes fail to land on this, uh, on the first demon. And Tolan, it is your turn. Once again, seeing that these attacks did nothing, I get even more angry and attack even recklesslier. <laughs> the reckliest? The reckliest. The most reckless. As more electricity flies off my axes. I'll take uh, a deck save, please. That is a 17. Those do not hit. So he takes three damage, I guess. It just smile, smile, grimaces slightly, but smiles as your lightning strikes it. And it spreads its arms. And darkness starts to spread from its arms. As this cloak of black just fills the vicinity. I don't like this. Auric, its pincer comes at you. And as well at you, um, Tygon. 
has a 12 to hit Tygon and a 26 to hit Tolan. I don't think that hits me. The 26 hits me. Tolan, you take 11 bludgeoning damage. And Tygon, even in the darkness, you see, you are able to evade that pincer. But Tolan, you are not so lucky. Um, it grabs onto you. And Auric, you watch as this darkness spreads uh, into this like area and you see your friends vanish into the darkness and your spectral clone vanish into the darkness. Uh, and the, the door is still definitely closed. The door is still definitely closed. Okay, alright. Well, if that's the case, then uh, uh, let's see. How much more juice do I have? Uh, enough to do this. I will cast Dispel Magic once again at third level. Yeah, make a check. I believe Dispel Magic, since I am a cleric, would be using my wisdom as its bonus as, as compared to like a wizard. Alright, a 16. The first thing that you that happens is not that the darkness fades. The first thing that happens that Tygon and Tolan hear is the roar of the demon as the pillars not only crack, but every pillar shatters. As the darkness fades, you see that gone is the large demon. Gone is the one behind it. And in their place is a circle of magic. Glowing bright blue. And it flickers slightly. And a voice from before echoes from above. Congratulations! You performed splendidly. Beyond my expectations, now you are free to leave. And you hear not only the door swing open, but in the distance, this loud rumble, this loud um, shaking sound. And somewhere along the way, it's as if something, some stone was rolled away. Or some magic was dissipated. Alright, uh, well, the first thing I'm going to do is go and give a high five to myself. I don't know, are we supposed to step into the circle, guys, or, or go back through the door? I don't know, the circle just appeared out of nowhere. When it, I, I don't really know what it does, I can check it out. Like, as I say that, I kind of want to walk up and see... But see what's going on with this this magic. See if I know anything about it. Okay. As unlikely as that is. Check. Make an arcana check. I'll uh, I'll also help with that. The two of you, not really sure what this circle is doing. Um, doesn't look like anything that you have experienced before. Not particularly in your mind. Uh, Auric, are you going to attempt to also make an arcana check? Ah, uh, yeah, I know a lot about uh, healing magic, but not too much about the fancy stuff. Nope, not a dang thing about this, but I will cast Find Traps. Okay. Uh, Does anything feel trapped? That circle, you have an idea of what it is. It's a seal. You vaguely understand that the seal has been deactivated. 
guys. Uh, means maybe that whatever was in there is out now, or whatever was keeping us out, uh, keeping us in is, is is broken free. So it's either gonna be really bad or really good. Ah, more of that magic mumbo jumbo. Uh huh. Let's just find this door and get out. Tygon's gonna take a big step back away from the seal since he doesn't seem very confident. So since you've been by the door this whole time, is it open yet? Oh yeah, that door's open, right? Yes. The door is now very much open. <laughs> we could still go back and see where that Dementor went, I guess. See, that, that rumbling sounded like it came from back there. I'm going to run down that hallway. <laughs> and you watch as Tolan runs down the hallway. <laughs> guess I'm going to follow, follow him just to keep up, but not run as quickly as... I don't want to run into whatever he's about to run into. You could probably, probably keep true. up. Continue running. You don't see anything. You don't feel any cold, chills, nothing. No, no differences. Which, uh, which way do you want to go? Well, we already explored to our right, so we might as well go head the other way. Down the hall the way we haven't been yet? Yeah, that sounds good to me. Got enough. And you go down the hall, nothing. And as you pass by, <laughs> once again, there is a narrow passageway. And this passageway stands before you. Light shining from all the way at the end. And it's not a sconce. It's not dim light. It's sunlight. Well, I think I think we found the exit. Yeah. Should, should we head towards we the light? It. I just ran. <laughs> As you run out and exit the darkness of the dungeon, you are greeted by the sight of a desolate, despondent wasteland. All around you, nothing stands, all burnt down to ashes and cinders, ruins, debris, not the slightest sign of life for miles to come. The sky is stained crimson like blood, and before you, the remnants of grasslands and trees is blackened and dirt red ground. The voice calls back from within the dungeon. Once again, welcome to the nightmare.